0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. So let's talk about one of the dirtiest words in use in American culture today. What word is it? I imagine you have all kinds of dirty words going through your mind, but the word I'm talking about is the word evangelical. Yeah, I know. I hate hearing that too. But you know, evangelical has become so allied with the religious right, with Donald Trump, with the right wing of American politics, that it is obviously going to be vilified by people of other political persuasions. And so I want to talk about that today and talk a little bit about um, what it means that evangelical has become a dirty word, uh, how it became a dirty word, and uh, what really would have been a wiser course and might be a wise course for the future when it comes to religion and American politics. The word evangelical really is a word that comes from the Bible. Uh, In the original Greek of the New Testament, uh, good news is a word that is pronounced in Greek, euangelion. It's a kind of an EU sound at the beginning. Uh, Later generations hardened up that U and made it a V. So you had words like evangel. You might be aware of a church that's called Evangel Assembly of God or something of that nature. Um, But it comes from that Greek word euangelion, which just simply means good news. So it was a common uh, word used frequently among Christians throughout history. Really though, about the time that John Wesley became prominent, George Whitefield, the Methodist movement, you began to have a use of that word for a distinct group of people. And these were people who believed in being born again, who believed in a radical commitment to Jesus Christ. Uh, They were people who believed in in the authority of the Bible as opposed to tradition. Uh, When it came to faith and practice, you had Roman Catholics, you had Anglicans at the time who tended to appeal to the Bible, but also to tradition, also to the teaching of the church fathers, early church fathers. and Evangelical said, Wesley said, Wickfield said, people of that stripe would have said, no, we can consult tradition, but it's the Bible we need to turn to first. The other thing that distinguished evangelicals, as they began to be called, was that they, they, they believed that other people ought to Um, ought to to believe as they did. And they didn't believe that in some militaristic way that they were going to force them, but they were excited about, about what they had found in Jesus Christ. They were excited about what they had found in the Bible. They believed that Jesus is the only way to God. And so they wanted to share that with others. So they were evangelistic. You see the connection between these words. They wanted to reach out to other people. They wanted to tell them about what they had found. And so that really is the core of what distinguishes evangelicals. Well, that was the case for centuries. And then about the time that the religious right arose under the leadership of Dr. Jerry Falwell, D. James Kennedy, uh, James Dobson, others around the time of the 1970s, 1980s, the word evangelical increasingly took on a political meaning. And that has continued, and and most evangelicals didn't mind. There certainly are political implications for what an evangelical believes. Obviously, if an evangelical believes the Bible, believes that God is um, the final authority for every arena of life, believes that the Bible contains um, all or at least much of his will for the world, then obviously an evangelical is going to have beliefs that impact politics. And if those beliefs prevail or become prominent, people will speak of evangelicals in politics Uh, in in those terms, and that's pretty much what's happened. Now, the real turning point for us has come with the advent of Donald Trump, the presidency of Donald Trump. In the 2016 election, 81% of white evangelicals voted for Donald Trump, half of all Roman Catholics and half of all regular church attenders in the United States. So Donald Trump actually won more of the evangelical vote than did Mitt Romney or George W. Bush Uh, etc. So evangelical now in American culture has become actually more a political term than it has a religious term. If you ask the average person on the street what an evangelical is, they probably would say cynically that an evangelical is someone who voted for Donald Trump. Well, of course, that frustrates those of us who are evangelicals. And by the way, I am an evangelical and I'll talk about that later. Um, but, but, But that frustrates those of us who are evangelicals because the political side of evangelicalism, quite frankly, is not its most important part. And we also know that many evangelicals, Evangelicals did not vote for Donald Trump. Eighty-one uh, percent of white evangelicals did, but non-white evangelicals did not. Only about twenty percent of non-white evangelicals voted for Donald Trump, and uh, and other evangelicals who were white, uh, like myself, uh, did not vote for Donald Trump. Even though we're conservatives and are glad for him to champion some conservative causes, so. What's happened now is that the majority of Americans, and it is now a majority who are uh, irritated, frustrated uh, with Donald Trump, uh, look at evangelicals as ones who put him in office because no segment of the electorate voted for Donald Trump in such huge numbers. There's not another segment of the society uh, where you can say 81% voted. So white evangelicals really did uh, turn out for Donald Trump, help put him in office. So if you ask again a person on the street, what's an evangelical? They're going to say someone who voted for Donald Trump, someone who's extreme right wing, uh, someone who is um, you know, political and, and opposed to the, to the left the religious left the secular left the democrats etc well let me tell you first of all that evangelical is not a bad term it was never it should never have become purely political you know evangelical quite frankly just makes sense to me Um, I'm a Christian. I became a Christian at the age of 18. I had a radical encounter with Jesus Christ. Uh, I began to read the Bible. I understand it has to be interpreted properly. You can't, you know, you can't just take it literally at every turn. You know, there's a sun clothed woman, for example. Really? Is that what, is that what we're supposed to understand that a woman's literally clothed by the sun? No, obviously it's symbolic language. Bunch of times in the Bible, the moon, the stars, the planets fall to the earth. Obviously this is symbolic language. It doesn't literally happen. So you have to interpret the Bible, right? But yeah, I take the Bible as being my authority uh, for living uh, along with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Um, And yes, in the same way that if I've seen a great movie or I've discovered a great shampoo or I've discovered a great meal at a fine restaurant, uh, I'm going to tell you about it and be excited about it. Many times in this podcast, I've read a great book. I want you to know about it. I'm eager to tell everybody I can. Of course, I'm going to try to tell as many people as I can uh, about what I found in Jesus Christ. That's what evangelicalism is, and it's that before it's anything political, okay? Now, there are political ramifications for what evangelicals believe, as I've said earlier, because evangelicals believe in a God, believe in a moral order, believe in the teachings of Scripture, then obviously... Uh, This is going to have political implications, as do the teachings of Islam or Catholicism uh, or Anglicanism or whatever else a person might believe. Even Buddhism has political implications. So that's natural. That's to be understood. Now, all of that is fine. All of that's understood. But what's happened now is that many evangelical leaders are have have become so political and have so turned in support of Donald Trump Uh, that evangelicalism is not only identified primarily as a political movement, but these evangelical leaders have put the gospel, the Christian message on the line in support of Trump. And by the way, this is what I've written about. I'm not trying to sell books, but if you wanna delve into this future, my whole book, Choosing Donald Trump, God, Anger, Hope, and Why Christian Conservatives Supported Him is all about this very dynamic, what happened in the 2016 election, the perfect storm religiously that put Donald Trump in office, etc. I think you'll find it balanced. I think you'll find it fair. But The thing that concerns me, the thing that really concerns me, is that many evangelical leaders, and by the way, many of these people are my friends, they're people I walk with, um, they were so afraid of Hillary Clinton, they were so traumatized by the Obama years, that they engaged in a full-throated support of Donald Trump. They began to religiously rebrand him, as I've said many times. They began to talk about him like he was Lincoln, like he's Churchill, uh, like he's uh, you know Darius the Great or what have you, Cyrus the Great um, compare him to Reagan, compare him to great saints past and, uh, and and really do a religious rebranding. Well, what I know as a student in this area, and I'm not trying to speak down to my friends, these religious leaders, but what I'm aware of is that that has not served either the person in office or, uh, the religious leaders and their evangelical family. Well, in the past, let, let me give you a quick example. I won't go into this long, but I think it's important to talk about the experience of Billy Graham. Now, Billy Graham, uh, of course, eminent evangelist. Uh, He'll probably pass from this life in the next few years, and we should celebrate and remember when he does. But what a profound force for the Christian gospel. And, uh, and a man known, by the way, as friend of friend of presidents. I track this in several books. Uh, you can read it in a variety of places. Um, first, uh, spent time with Harry Truman. That particular meeting did, did not go well uh, in what ensued afterwards. But from that point on, um, Billy Graham, very much a friend of the presidents, very much welcome in the White House, uh, very much a voice of faith. Well, he made the mistake, by his own admission, he made the mistake that many of the religious leaders, um, again, many of them friends. I'm not saying that because I'm trying to, you know, vaunt myself, but I want you to know I have compassion for these people. I care about these people. I'm not just attacking them. Uh, but, but, but he, Billy Graham made the same mistake that many of my friends who are evangelical leaders made in the 2016 election. When, when Billy Graham came into friendship with Richard Nixon, he had many conversations with Richard Nixon about faith. Um, he supported Richard Nixon as a result all through Watergate. He even at one point said when the when the Watergate tapes became known but hadn't been heard yet, Billy Graham said, look, Mister the president owns them. me should take them out on the front lawn of the White House and burn them all. I mean, he was making statements like that. Well, years later, when Billy Graham looked back on his relationship with Richard Nixon, looked back on how he got pulled into supporting Nixon during Watergate, looked back on the conversations that he had, um, he had a different view. He realized he had been played and had stepped down from the lofty pulpit that he had been given as the nation's premier evangelist, probably, one of the, world, probably the world's premier evangelist. In 1997, he said this, this is Billy Graham. Looking back on those 45 years, looking back on these 45 years later, considering all that has intervened, I wonder whether I might have exaggerated his, that's Richard Nixon's, spirituality in my own mind. He said, but in my presence, he always made reference to his mother and the Bible that she loved so much. But Billy Graham also said, Where religion was concerned with him, it was not always easy to tell the difference between the spiritual and the sentimental. In retrospect, whenever he spoke about the Lord, it was in pretty general terms. So looking back, Billy Graham began to realize, you know, I think I got sucked in. I think Nixon was talking in sentimental terms about his mom and his Bible and all that kind of thing, the Bible that she loved, but he really wasn't that devoted to the gospel. Well, if you've heard the the White House tapes, the Nixon tapes, the Watergate tapes they're now called, uh, then you've heard Nixon just cussing and nasty and sexist and racist, just really vile. And also, you've also possibly heard Billy Graham on there, and he got sucked into some of Richard Nixon's anti-Semitism, even though Billy Graham was very pro-Israel. And at one point on the Watergate tapes, Billy Graham says this, A lot of the Jews are great friends of mine. They swarm around me and are friendly to me because they know I'm friendly with Israel, but they don't know how I really feel about what they're doing to this country. Now, fair enough statement, but it was different from what Graham was presenting publicly. And what he later came to repent of publicly was that, in having a friendship with Richard Nixon and letting Richard Nixon pull him into believing that Nixon was a Christian, um, and talking the way Nixon often did, even Billy Graham, stalwart Christian, stalwart evangelical, stalwart evangelist, got pulled into talking bad about people who were his friends in almost anti-Semitic terms, um, and and he felt badly about this. It was it was really bad. Well. Billy Graham came finally and ultimately to believe something that he had said earlier in his life in in 1981. He said, it would disturb me if there was a wedding between the religious fundamentalists and the political right. He told this, he said this to Parade Magazine in 1981. He said, the hard right has no interest in religion except to manipulate it. Now, The reason that I read this is that here's Billy Graham. Again, I've said already on this broadcast or on this podcast, I'm an evangelical. So I honor Billy Graham. I'm grateful for his life. I'm grateful for his impact. I actually, by the way, worked with him briefly um, when when he was doing a crusade in Nashville, where I was a pastor years and years ago. And I, I, I revere him. But he came to realize that he got played by politicians. He came to realize that religious conservatives uh, of of the evangelical stripe were being played by the hard right politically. And uh, and he began to express concern about that. This this is the great concern that I have. And this is why I'm saddened that evangelicals, um, the word evangelical and the concept of evangelical is being tarnished. What happened is that religious leaders, evangelical religious leaders, and many, many millions of of evangelicals were terrified by the prospect of a Hillary Clinton presidency, traumatized by the Obama years, and turned to the only person they thought could win for them and they went full in they they basically these religious leaders got on trump's pr team joined his campaign engaged in a religious rebranding and now there's backlash see this this is always the concern if you if you overvaunt somebody if you overlaw them if you overside with them uh, if you don't do as i as i describe in my book if you don't keep a prophetic distance where you speak the truth to a man in power or a woman in power, and you know you help them spiritually if you can, and maybe you chaplain their family, and, and you pray for them, and you hold up a moral grid, and you speak what you understand to be God's truth. But you don't have to jump in bed with them. You don't have to promote them. You don't have to rebrand them. You don't have to base your entire gospel on the idea that this is God's man or this is God's woman. Um, if, if you'll do it right, then if you, you'll come out on the other side with your faith intact and and your, your cause undamaged. But if you if you bet the entire of what you believe on the idea that a certain person is God's man and going to restore God's will to America, then uh, in the eyes of non-believers, first of all, you're going to you're going to really be risking the entirety of the gospel in their eyes. But also. Uh, when this, if this particular candidate lets you down or lives beneath uh, what what you're hoping for, uh, then then you have basically tarnished your message. You have you have lost authority by aligning yourself entirely uh, with a weak person, with a fallen person, as all people are. So. Obviously, I believe in Christians being involved in politics. Obviously, I believe we should speak our truth. We should do it in a sophisticated and sometimes religiously neutral way uh, so that we can be heard by the non-religious, but we should not be ashamed of what we believe. Yes, there are implications of my Christian faith for politics. And, um, but I'm saddened that the word evangelical now is purely, purely political. I'm saddened at the way some of my friends have behaved as religious leaders. Um, obviously there's already a little bit of buyer's remorse happening amongst evangelicals. He's Trump has lost some popularity, um, amongst evangelicals, the polls reveal. And, um, and this is not a man who conducts himself, um, in the highest terms of Christian statesmanship. So vote for him, support him. I'm, as I've said many times, I'm a right of center conservative and I am. Uh, glad for the conservative uh, causes and the uh, certain policies that, that he supports. Uh, but at the same time, There is damage being done to the Christian gospel in America uh, because of of the full-throated way that many religious leaders bet the entire farm religiously on Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's conduct is not guided by Christian morals and ethics in in, in every sense. And um, I think that that we're going to see serious blowback. So my point today is to say, we may have to find another word for what we are. Um, I am, without question, an evangelical. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in a salvation experience with Him. Uh, I believe in the authority of the Bible correctly interpreted. Uh, I'm grateful for the good evangelicals and Christians do around the world. If you've got a hurricane suddenly slamming into Houston, a lot of people of the people who are responding are churches and religious organizations and Samaritan's Purse founded by Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham. Uh, I could go on and on and on. I'm proud of them. I'm glad for them. And yes, I believe that their core message is eternally true. That does not mean that I am happy with how many of them have conducted themselves religiously. Um, The gospel is not the the same thing as conservative politics the gospel calls for a commitment to jesus christ and radical ethics and a commitment to uh racial and ethnic unity that's what the kingdom of God looks like a commitment to the poor um, gentleness with other with people um, it, love for other people who especially those who are different from you uh, absolute sexual purity etc uh, these are th- just some of the things that a commitment to the truth of the core of Christianity requires it's how I try to live my life I don't always do it perfectly but but that's why there's forgiveness and cleansing in, in Jesus Christ and it, it's what we are committed to. Sad it is today that evangelical mainly means right-wing politically. And hopefully we can either redeem the word or at least redeem our community uh, through our good behavior, through being wiser in politics, uh, and through living in such a way that makes our gospel attractive in this world. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular global speaker, senior fellow for public leadership at Palm Beach Atlantic University. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.